Gerline is a graphic designer, illustrator, and all-round creative working as a junior designer in Bristol. Came across Gerline via Instagram and loved her passion and dedication to her work. And today we wanted to chat about graduation blues and transitioning from uni life to work life. So just a bit about yourself, um, your university journey. We start from you know I saw on your Instagram that you've actually been to 15 schools three universities four countries and seven cities to get to where you are now and I just think that's a huge journey and it's so interesting and how that's as an overview how has that helped shape who you are today okay overview 15 schools is because my mom and dad were just moving around a lot when I was a kid so went to different schools and I've lived in quite a few cities <laughs> and it's been nice it's been really shit but it's been really 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 cool at the same time <laughs> because I get to travel and see these places but also like I hated like leaving my friends behind and like the people I met in school that was always like the worst part about it for sure and then the three unis is because I'm just so indecisive. <laughs> I, I actually ended up doing a fashion and textiles degree. And that's oh, how yeah. I got into uni in the first place. Yeah. And then I found graphic design in like second year, I think, when I was in surface pattern design. And then I just made the transition. But that was like going from, oh, I don't want to live in London. I'm going to move back to Plymouth to like one uni, two uni. Then I went to Cambridge, three unis. So yeah, there's been a lot. And like the four countries and seven cities will just come into wherever I've been. So I've been to India, I've lived in Saudi Arabia, I've lived in Libya for a bit. (laughs) That is like the weirdest story ever. And the UK now. Now she's here. Now she's here. She's settled. (laughs) Yes. So, I mean... Why do you think it's important to talk about university blues then? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I see so much like happy stuff about graduating. I don't really see some like someone being sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't know. It makes me feel like, am I the only one that's sad about graduating? And everyone's like, yeah, we finally get to go out. Let's go. Let's yeah. do this. And they're just so pumped. And that's so great for them. And I'm really happy for them. But like, how do I get that? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm still kind of having an identity crisis, not ready to grow up, really, really think I'm still in school <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I know it's like all of a sudden you've just got to be an adult. You're not just like, I think universities is a little bit of a bubble. And it's quite nice, like you're slightly an adult, but you're slightly not like, you're not adult enough to be thrown into this though no more like training (laughs) I have to think about council tax and things now have no clue how to do this I'm asking for my landlord's help oh my landlady you know be liberal Um, I have a landlady she's amazing (laughs) I love her so much shout out to her but she's helping me with like my taxes my council tax and she's like helping me uh, realize like where everything goes how do I, I set things that. up because like I have no clue I'm like the most clueless graduate ever and also being in a new country and starting out 
at the end of schooling all the stuff yeah. that you've been taught that was important I wasn't there for that so it was just like I was kind of thrown in the deep end and now I'm like out here doing this thing and I'm like but how do you pay tax and like what what's a water bill <laughs> oh my god I know I know I've um I've just got a job in Nottingham <laughs> but um so I'm thinking about like obviously renting in Nottingham and trying to find somewhere there and oh my god I just thought it would be like oh I'll have this house for a year I'll just pop it in my basket and then I'll just pay for it and it'll be fine no (sighs) yeah oh my god finding it why doesn't anybody tell you finding an actual house after uni is like finding a gem or something what is wrong with landlords why don't they want to give a house what is happening because it's it's like you really want to enjoy the fact that you've you know you've got this new job Mm -hmm. and you go into this city and it's all really exciting and then I'm like oh my god I need to think about a b c d like Mm -hmm. it's just not yeah yeah oh my gosh oh I totally get that that was literally yeah. how my experience was coming to Bristol because it was so great I got a job yeah hooray so proud and then all the high just crashes when you're like oh how do I get to Bristol and how do I move all my stuff from Cambridge finding a house was so crazy because I wanted to end it up in Bristol anyway yeah because originally the plan was to go to London but I think Maybe I need to rethink this uh, choices and be like, oh, I can't be broke in London. I need to maybe make some money and then go to London. So I was like, Bristol is the best thing. Murals, Banksy, so much art stuff, nice food. It's near my mum. So that was like kind of like a taking all the boxes for me, really. Yeah. So I ended up applying, got this job, which was crazy. Oh, my God. After so long. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. If you don't have a job, you can't have a house. But you can't have a house if you don't have a job. So yeah. you need a you need a reference for both things to kind of like uh, make each other happy. So you have to have a job and a house at the same time, or else forget about moving. And it's like, what? This is unfair. Okay, my uh, job actually offers like a hybrid culture. So. It's oh, okay. a godsend. I can work from home whenever I want to. So That's it's good. They were so nice to me. They were so understanding about my situation, willing to give me as much time as I need to move, which is like, oh my God, who does that? Amazing. And then on top of that, they were like on it with references. And like, I had to bother them a couple of times. And do you know how awkward it is when you're starting out somewhere, but you don't want to ask them for favors, but they were just on it. And that's, oh. I really like the company I work for. They're just so about it. Going back to like the graduation blues, what was that week like after you handed everything in? When did the sort of identity crisis first hit? (laughs) We're going deep. Yeah. It was, (laughs) I don't know, it was really like empty in a weird way. Like I didn't really feel anything. I just thought it was like a normal day. And then I'll be back in uni on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. It was just so, okay, bye, kind of Mm. thing, you know? So, like, I handed it in because I had to do a digital and it was all, like, peak pandemic time. So I was in my house 
uh, uploading and then it was it that was it and I was just like cool uni's done all right let's go I guess <laughs> and I don't know there was no kind of closure no sad yeah yeah I don't know do you guys have like an exhibition at your uni at the end of your third year no, so we used to but because of covid it was all it was sort of like an online exhibition thing I don't know whether yours was the same yeah, that's exactly what I had and I don't know about you but I mm, I wasn't really feeling it no I really wanted to have it physical and I wanted to go we were gonna go to new designers actually just meeting different people I think because the uni said to us that it would obviously it was amazing that they've been able to do an online thing as well but they said that basically it's going to stay online because it's better for employers, like easier for employers to see you. But I was sort of like, well, that's not that's not the point of it. Like, that's not all of the whole point. The whole point is to, like, celebrate, you know, the end and mm-hmm. show off your work to anyone and everyone. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like um, like drawing a mark at like an end of an era. Yeah for me so if I got to physically make this big thing that I've been working on for a year and then taking it down myself at the end of it going oh my god I did it look at what I did that must be such a nicer feeling than what we had Mm, and I just wish I could have that parallel universe (laughs) yeah it's it's having that like physical because I think everything was so digital and really got like I don't know about you but when I did had finished my dissertation and I handed Mm -hmm. that in obviously that was all digital Mm. but before like you could have printed it out like put it on nice paper and like binded it and then gone and handed it in and I just think there's like a disconnect from it all yeah for sure I even made like full-on dresses for my FMP because wow. <laughs> I had a fashion brand and I like went to India and I made them and I designed them and everything and I like I found the people for it and oh it was going so perfect something had to go wrong <laughs> and literally the world went on fire <laughs> oh my god but it's okay we move on but I mean <laughs> we can talk about that actually so your fashion brand ah. that was actually going to be the last question but I think we should put it in here um how did that project come about oh my god that's really cool oh that's kind of been like a childhood dream kind of so I'm from India Delhi specifically and there's a lot of textiles where I'm from and my auntie used to live in Ahmedabad well she still lives there actually yeah <laughs> she lives in Ahmedabad which is a, another like a really heavy textile known area okay. so I just grew up around fabric dyes embroidery and all this stuff and I was so into it and I was like into Vogue and fashion and I was I was a fashion girl (laughs) oh man I was all about that life I like at the age of six I was like I'm gonna be a fashion model and I was like okay I'm like 13 now so I'm gonna be a bit realistic maybe a designer (laughs) and then like I hit 16 and I'm like oh I don't know maybe I can be a fashion advertiser and like as I grew up I got like more realistic with my dreams and like I was painting and doing illustration on the side anyway and I never really mm. put two and two together that oh all these skins and not uh, skills and knowledge and stuff that I've gained over the years 
it's all been leading for this brand and I don't know why I'm not doing it so I was like yeah you know what whatever I'm just gonna make a brand I'm gonna do what I wanted to do always and it's gonna be like a mock-up brand so who cares and oh my gosh it was probably the most fun I had in my entire degree yeah like I found myself in third year honestly I I was like this is it this is so me this is a bit of me I just loved it so much you get to go like fabric shopping you meet all these cool people and you meet like really cool artisans and oh my gosh it's just so cool to see something that's like scratch and you literally put it together with a team of people and people like actually like like it because people liked Kali and the dresses and I was like are you serious oh my god what is this real <laughs> so was this on the graphic design course yeah that yeah, you were yeah. able to do this amazing oh my god it was so I'm so glad I did it because in yeah. second it was all group projects I was kind of like a bit shy and I didn't really want to say anything so yeah. it was really boring projects and in first year, you know, you learn everything. So you don't really have a choice. But third year is like your year and you get a choice in what you want to do. Mm. And I really wanted to merge my fashion side with my graphic side to just make this little brand. And I'm really yeah. proud of it. Yay. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> so what, Um, now obviously you're out of uni, you've got your full-time job. Where do you sort of see that fitting in? oh all of this or like the goal or you know moving it forward um well moving forward uh, in terms of Kali is gonna be like steam ahead (laughs) I am I'm already like getting stuff together recruiting and things it's very exciting because I want it to be very ethical and kind of yeah I want to start off by doing it made in the UK because I'm quite small anyway so once I have like a bit more money I can think of maybe supplying it internationally and yeah. ethically because you can't do the both at the same time. It is so unethical in third world countries. And like, I can say that because I went and saw it. I like did my research, come at me, I'll give you all the stats. Yeah, I think that's that's the future. I'm gonna I'm have a little brand. So exciting. Oh my God, I can't wait for that. I can't wait to I give you some free clothes and you're gonna look so fit. It's gonna what? be amazing. Everyone can be a model. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's like 13 year old dream was probably to like be on the cover of Vogue and now we can finally do it I don't know about you but that was my dream and I still hold on to it in a very deep part of me yeah (laughs) so graduating in a pandemic you also graduated a year later um which is also what I'm doing so I've got to wait for my graduation now um what were your feelings surrounding that oh I don't know I feel like I was just kind of on pause for a year yeah like you know like pending like like that loading sign that was me (laughs) just for a year (laughs) because I was doing a PGC but like it didn't feel like I graduated and it was just weird it was so weird to be like a teacher and like an authority figure while you're still graduating (laughs) Oh wow. Okay, so wait, so what's a PGC? PGCE is a, right. a teacher training qualification for ah. schools. So I was doing it in design and technology at Cambridge oh, and it was wow. intense. <laughs> it's oh my god. 
science course like I really respect teachers after doing a PGCE <laughs> oh my gosh so much work and it's really weird to be like there I don't know how to explain it like you have to be like a parent but also a teacher so yeah. it's like visiting, but with the rules <laughs> it's really weird <laughs> I love that babysitting but with rules yeah do you think you'd do you think you'd go into that then I think from my PGC I've gained a lot of skills yeah I've learned a lot I've learned a lot about the UK the system in the UK how the system works yeah kind of not liking it but you know we move on (laughs) overall I think in like later in life I'd love Mm. to be like or something because I really like teaching like uh the A level um so they were such a delight to teach they actually wanted to learn so they were like interested in design and technology and how fonts work and color and I just love teaching them because they yeah. loved it but like with year sevens you have to really 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 dumb it down for them yeah. and you have to be like draw on this shape make this shape and it's just like that's I need something a bit more complex than that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's different, isn't it? Because obviously they're fo- they're forced to learn like exactly, all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas obviously when you get to sixth form and A levels and stuff. Oh my god, year seven kids are so annoying. I'm so oh. sorry for whoever has a year seven kid right now. I'm so sorry for you. Do you want a cake? Do you want a hug? That's what I want. They're quite to mean, actually. I think that age. Mean. No way. They're actually really nice. It's the year eight and year nine. That's the ah. because they're like, you know, they think they're really cool and no, nothing can defeat them and they're unstoppable, which is they are. They really are unstoppable. Not gonna lie. I'd be scared of them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm terrified of year nines. I do not care that I'm a 25 year old woman nearly. <laughs> I am so scared of year nine. <laughs> I was at the school and like this year nine class, I just like dreaded going to because they would bully the teacher that I was shadowing so much. Oh, no. oh my God. They would like take the remote away and they'd put it somewhere else. One time they put it in my bag. <laughs> And I was just like, you're trying to get me in trouble? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my gosh, yeah. No, I've had a really good year there, but also not for me. So after that then, did you decide, okay, I'm going to take a year out and intern? Oh, I just kind of, I don't, I didn't, I actually lost a family member Right. And shortly after losing a family member and like kind of dealing with grief and mm. stuff and also in like a pandemic, not being able to do funeral. And there were just so many oh, obstacles yeah. in the way. I was just like, why am I causing more obstacles for myself? Why am I waiting for this PGC to end to do my design stuff? Yeah. And I know I'm going to be a teacher. So I ended up just taking the decision to take a break. So it's like uh, you can come back in two years. But it's okay, okay if we like stop and leave now. So yeah, right. that's what I did. It was so scary, but I did it. That's like a, that's a big decision to make. But oh I mean, my gosh, you have no idea how long it took, and especially from Cambridge, Cambridge University, and an Indian woman getting inside it. <laughs> Do you know how much stress I had just leaving it? Oh my god, my mom still's like my mom is still like. 
so are you gonna go back and I'm like I don't know <laughs> maybe <laughs> it's such a big deal in Indian culture for their kid to get into Cambridge it's like what people talk about in India it's like a societal wow. showing off thing like if someone in England met the queen or something or works for the queen and that's a cool thing yeah it's that in India it's so huge yeah well that is such like a huge thing to then go you know what no I don't want to do this that's pretty good all the finger guns right now (laughs) so basically so you're interning and I mean you've interned at some really big places like cool places (laughs) um and is that all I mean you said to me the other week when we spoke that a lot of it is just like you know messaging everyone and anyone and oh my gosh yeah it's basically just being the annoying annoying person but to like people who work in the industry just be like please speak to me but I don't know I think I was cool about it but you gotta be like you you have to be <laughs> you have to be weirdly desperate but also cool I don't know how yeah. I found the balance but you finally like you figure it out after being desperate a couple of times so like yeah. I definitely had LinkedIn messages where they've literally aired me don't even care don't give me the time of day and you know what that's fine they got they're busy people they got shit to do yeah I was gonna say like that's another transitional thing as well because you know, you've always got a tutor there that you can talk to and be like, am I doing this wrong? Am I saying this wrong? Am I, is this going in the right direction? And then all of a sudden it's like, nope, you just do whatever you want to do and say whatever you want to say. And no one can really, you don't really know if you're going in the right direction with these things. Yeah, that's, oh, I totally agree. I think that's like one of the main reasons I also want to be a lecturer because yeah. of how different my education is to what it should have been and like doing this teaching degree as well it's like proper just hmm this isn't right and this should be fixed yeah <laughs> in my head right now but yeah I totally agree I have no idea so with all your internships and the experience that you picked up mm-hmm. what did you learn along the way like what's did you learn what type of designer you wanted to be direction you want to move in um or has it made you feel a little bit more like I don't know what I'm doing (laughs) well I'd say it's kind of made me go both yeah because I definitely know to start off like a first half of my adulthood at least I want to design I want to make things but like I realized that I really like advertising and I like I love branding really big yeah. clients so when I was at oh I was at JKR we were doing this rebrand oh my gosh it was so beautiful <laughs> like just the process the concepting and like working with these designers and like riffing back and forth I, oh I love it so much branding a project is like I love it it's the best thing ever from those internships I have had like the coolest experience being on like the coolest briefs I could ever get in like a million years I just would never think to be working on them and I'm like oh my gosh I love this so much but also 
don't know if I want to design my entire life and like maybe I want to have my Kali brand or maybe I want to do filmmaking maybe I want to do this so it's a bit more like it's a bit like roulette so you know when you're playing and every day you wake up and you're like I want to do this and I want to do this in life every day is a new thing (laughs) but um (laughs) so you've got your first role um how what was the initial feelings when you first got that job and well you're quite new into it anyway aren't you it's been like a month now but yeah I don't know I'm still I'm like a sponge right now so I'm just learning a lot (laughs) like I'm learning a new thing every single day on my job and I have some of the nicest designers and they're so nice oh I'm like so well taken care of at this agency I love it so much they're like proper like they're always like making sure I'm okay and if I'm too shy to ask questions they'll like come over to me and make sure that I'm fine and then I can ask questions it's like I don't know I've got I get a lot of support which has really helped me and now like I'm so much more faster than I used to be like a year ago (laughs) it's so weird to just compare yourself yeah that's what I'm I'm kind of scared of that because you know since graduating everyone's been like yeah it gets faster like a lot faster mm-hmm. and I'm kind of like um <laughs> no honestly it's fine you get so much help from people yeah. like senior designers and CDs they've been in our situation so they are so so empathetic to our situation they're like we're here for you we got you and they like give you more easier stuff to do so for example the biggest things in agencies are pitch decks so what you're going to present to your client is the biggest thing and the most important thing in the world in an agency. And if you mess that up, hmm, it's not a good day. It's like people stay up to like 11.30 p.m. to finish this these decks off. It's wow. so serious. So uh, someone like a junior or an intern, they won't get responsibility for the deck. So someone will, like a senior, will make the deck and stuff and you'll get tasks within the deck to just put Mm. into it so they really consider about how small and big the jobs are and they gradually just make them bigger and bigger so I don't know I think the way that they gradually bring you into work is really nice and I really like that I really appreciate it (laughs) I loved was it on your first day they had like your name on a poster oh my gosh that was so cute yeah, they had a poster. Someone made a cake for me. Oh, it was adorable. The f- newest employee makes a cake for the, n- uh, the next newest employee, which is so cute. That is such a good idea. Yeah, and I got a really nice cake. Emma, my gal, she made a great cake. <laughs> oh, yeah, because then the two of you have, like, something to talk about and you've got something there because, you know, the cake... And then, oh, that's such a nice idea. It's such a good icebreaker, honestly. Like, just eating cake with everybody in the studio. It was, like, easier to get to know these people. Mm. Like, take a second to breathe and, like, see each other's faces. (laughs) I love, like, being creative and being, like, working in this environment. It's a lot more casual. I don't know whether you feel that too, but... But it's more like, chill out, take the weekend off have a rest they really think about you it's really nice like initially I thought a job you know my first job would be so it's a job and you've got to 
sort of separate yourself from the two but actually you know like we love to do this stuff it's Mm -hmm. it's just so different it's very nice but like I have to say though this these kind of jobs might not be as possible for someone in the working class for something Mm. because I've had to spend so much money just to kind of sustain myself to be in the industry that's so true to these events these talks do these things talk to a million people have an equipment so I can intern sometimes because sometimes they don't give you any equipment sometimes they do give you equipment yeah no you need a million equipment to do things and it's like oh my gosh I think I had like a big reality check of my privilege when I got into Mm -hmm. the design industry I just couldn't imagine someone like I don't know Oh, from a really, really working class area to like have their foot in immediately. I just don't think I could have got my foot in if I didn't know somebody. Mm. Yeah, no, that's it's such true. a true point. Yeah, right? Like, like, how are you supposed to intern for free if you can't move around the country in like a GIF? Oh, no. like s- some of the agencies that I applied to to do interning, but I had to turn down were literally reasons of this like they were halfway across the country we're in a pandemic yet they want me to be hybrid and I'm like yeah but I have to pay rent here and then I pay rent there and then I spend money on commute and then they're like oh we'll pay for your lunch I'm like (laughs) what (laughs) yeah it's also like if you're working virtually you need an Adobe account if they're not going to send you a laptop or something. Oh my God, sometimes they don't give you an Adobe account because you're an intern and you're not yeah. on their system and it's a whole thing. And ah, oh, there needs to be a more easier pathway for working mm-hmm. class students to be able to come to these agencies because it, these agencies have been amazing and I've had such a great time, but they're also only from like two, three unis from the two areas and then these designers just circle around the three agencies until it's time uh I don't know why that's a thing I think it should just be a bit more inclusive and the fact that everyone knows everyone Mm -hmm. sort of proves that doesn't it (laughs) like it's it's only this small amount of people oh are we ruining our careers talking about this? No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely, but like, definitely not. No, yeah. Sometimes it's really nice because then it's easier to network with people. Yeah. So I was able to hop onto these agencies because people knew each other. And mm. if people didn't know True. each other, I would not get a chance. But like, I don't know. I feel like it could be easier, you know, than just cold yeah. messaging people and then showing your portfolio and then hoping that you get an interview and then hoping it's this and then, then hoping it's that. It's just yeah. so yeah. much uncertainty. Mm-hmm. It just takes a toll on you. Ugh. And then also live briefs, like some studios ask you to do a brief, like within the interview, that takes time out of your life you're oh my god you know yeah. if people uh-huh. are working hate those ones <laughs> people are working like full-time jobs while they're trying mm-hmm. to find these studios or trying to network and all of these things how how it's yeah. like I honestly do, I don't 
understand why they want a Superman and not just a person that can, you know, make nice graphics for you. Well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I need to also be a circus juggler, but also like a really good barista, but also at the same time, a really good designer, but also at the same time, ready to go on Vogue. Also at the same time, ready to talk to like a press. Like, what? It's like, oh God, who am I? But they want you to be everything. Yeah, it's very confusing. So... I don't know I'm kind of just being me (laughs) and I'm glad that so many women are taking over because like some of the agencies that I worked at were so nice about it so all this bad stuff is like the agencies that I had to refuse or I had to walk out of but the ones that went well were like JKR, DB, Pearl Fisher they were just oh my gosh they were so nice about it all so understanding so validating yeah at the same time like you know you're at this big place and you're just so scared and you're like oh my god these are some of the biggest designers ever oh my gosh oh my gosh what am I gonna do and then they like compliment you and you're like oh my gosh no way like one time I don't know if you follow this guy on Instagram called Andrew Sketch oh I don't know I will he's now, a really good typographer but he yeah. works at Bridge as well and uh I just I'm such a fan of his work and like he told me he was Instagram famous and I was like what but he was like complimenting my work because we were working on a brief and I was like is this for real oh my god <laughs> like oh my god I can design what me? <laughs> it's a professional telling me I'm actually good <laughs> that was like the best part about those internships just meeting these cool people I met so many cool people there oh they're cool how do you stay in touch with these people (laughs) we've got our whole whole career you know they get so many interns coming how do they remember you how do I know right yeah I'm actually figuring that out myself I've been able to kind of keep connections by like just like getting in touch with people mentoring from some um cds and stuff so like I've Jessica she's a CD in the New York office in DB and she's been mentoring for like a year and a half or something yeah and I met her in like the most darkest timeline (laughs) of Colleen Raj (laughs) like she was so nice to me and like she probably like lift me up told me to do this and this and this and this and honestly she's just like gives it to you there's no bullshit there's just straightforward this is what you need to do or else you will not get a job. And I'm like, okay, I'm on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but with her, I just like, because it was so, so long ago and she lives in a different country. It's like, how do you stay in touch with them? You can't just ask them for a coffee or something, can you? No. So I asked for like Zoom coffees. (laughs) So like little catch up calls, like every few months, just to see how she is, how I am, tell her about my career thing, how it's all progressing so far. And like, if she has any advice of any problems I'm having, she tells me about the weather in New York, which is really cool. <laughs> but yeah, and like at JKR, I met this designer and I ended up just doing a project with him. So I'm currently making a font that we made, we kind of come up with together for the concept of. Yeah. And he's helping me make the font because he's really like a really, really respected typographer and font maker. And he's so good. <laughs> And like, it's like these little things that you have to do at your internship. You got to make these little connections and like kind of try to form a bond with your mentor and actually like the people that you're talking to, you know, I don't deal with people I don't really care about. 
I really care about these people. And like, I think they're just so good. <laughs> they actually teach me things, you know? And Jessica has just like been so straightforward with race in design. Yeah. And that's yeah. like such a sensitive topic. And I had like no clue until Fahud and Jessica and all these designers are like, okay, this is this is it. This is why this is happening. And this is what you need to prepare for. Mm. And I'm like, okay, I didn't know that. And they're telling me about like how you will go to some agencies and you'll be the only person of color. And you just need to learn that that's like a start for you to open some doors. And I'm hoping I can do that, but I don't know. I don't know about that. It's too early to tell. I still might end up my career with this podcast. (laughs) No, no. I think like, talking about these things it's it's so so important and the fact that you know like your mentors have really you know they've encouraged that and they've said you know these are the things that you need to look out for and this is this is what we've had to experience and it's yeah it's really good it is isn't it and like I don't know why I didn't expect it I think just not growing up in this country made me yeah. doesn't make me look at racism and like subtle racism stuff like that like I can't just be alert about it yeah and yeah. it's like it's taken me so long to understand that that's a thing that understand how it works then understand how people interpret it and it's like oh there's so much to know a whirlwind of information that's what yeah. it is oh my but... god but you know what I'd rather know than be in the yes. dark Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. What's life like in Bristol at the moment then? What was the move like? How did that all go? Was it stressful? Oh my gosh. Actually, it was because, yeah, I like lost my house a week before moving. And I was just like, that was also my last week at Pearl Fisher. So it was oh. so hard to be at work and also like I'm gonna be homeless in exactly a week and I have to start a new job what is happening oh my god literally and then I went on Facebook and just started like following these pages with like landlords and stuff and like a there's a page called Bristol Girl which is like all the women in Bristol like do this cute little helping out advice and if they want to meet for coffee little meetups oh it's so cute it's so freaking cute (laughs) But anyways, I put it up there and I was like, can someone help me? Is anyone a private landlord here? Please, I need a house now. And this, my my lovely little landlady <laughs> messages oh. me out of the blue like an angel. And she's like, I've got a little flat for you. And I'm like, oh, I got you, boo. Oh my God, she's the best thing ever. She's the best thing that's ever happened to me. And I'm never letting her go. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay in that flat now forever. Just never leave no, her. Even, no, I'm not in a relationship with my boyfriend. I'm in a relationship with my landlady. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> yeah, just move him out. And you and the landlady can live together. Perfect. Yeah. Why wouldn't she want to leave a whole family for a hot 24-year-old? Oh, my God. She might <laughs> even she might even pay for your rent. If you get oh that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. This could potentially happen. How's it felt, you know, like, you moved in you've got your job mm-hmm. has anything felt overwhelming oh my god everything everything <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm sorry but if you think you can move to a whole new city start a new job in a new house 
and you're gonna be completely fine I'm actually scared of you <laughs> oh, I'm gonna message you in a month being like I'm a mess help <laughs> no, honestly it's so cool but it's also so scary it's like yeah. I don't know it feels like when my mom came to this country on her own and like she had this cool little feeling that I'm getting of like being in a new place on my own and like I'm just I keep thinking about my parents and I'm like I wonder if they had this I wonder if they had this really scary feeling but also really excited feeling you know Mm. but yeah it's definitely scary and I didn't go out of the house for like a week but that's because I was broke (laughs) and then I had some money so I went out and it is such a pretty little city oh Mm. it's so cute there's so much art everywhere I love it. I can just walk around and just be inspired by like the murals and like there's a million skate parks. Yeah, but yeah, there's like lots of stuff around and there's such a huge like LGBTQ community in Bristol. It's actually crazy. Amazing. There's like this famous drag brunch that happens in the city and right. apparently everyone in the city tries to get a ticket for it, but it sells in minutes and it happens every month and every single month it sells and one of my co-workers has yeah. never been able to go on it and he's been here for five years no way oh my it's god that big like I love it I'm going to paint a mural with a bunch of women next month just because I can and like that's a little hangout that's happening this city is awesome I love it so much <laughs> oh my god I want to move that you should you should totally move here but the housing crisis is a big big issue oh maybe I'll just like live in your loft or something you know what no I'll kick Joe out you can live with me yes (laughs) but no for sure if you want to move to Bristol you would definitely like have to have a job because there's like no houses here at all there's too many people coming in for jobs wow. but not enough houses I'm so lucky I found this little place it's all like- because of that Facebook group chat my landlady <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean to end mm-hmm. for anyone feeling the same way as us <laughs> and feeling a little bit lost a <laughs> little bit of the grad blues um what would you tell them oh Oh, I don't know, because I don't want to bullshit and say that it's all like great and hooray and hooray. It's going to be hard, but like you've got this. Yeah. You know, like what else can we not do if we've got a whole pandemic and we live through it? If we can live through a pandemic, we can do anything. Like, come at me. I'm ready. (laughs) Yes. But like to just be aware that it is so difficult. Mm -hmm. and you've got to try so hard but if you put the work in (laughs) then you need to play a really like motivating song after this really sad podcast and I think if I could have listened to this when I was in like second year or even before uni oh my god that's very true actually this is something I would be like oh like right this is what happens <laughs> this is life oh my god yeah like should I just stay at home it's <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I think like no matter how hard it is like you just 
learn so much stuff and everything happens for a reason like being in the house that you're in right now and getting to where you are right now it's just yeah it's hard work but like if you really want to do it you'll do it you know yeah like this is I know what I have to do and want to do and this is what I have to do to be happy Mm. so I'm gonna do it you know no matter how hard it is because at the end of the day we all just want to be happy yeah we do and like don't listen to anyone that's telling that you you should do it this way and you should do it that way and find your own way (laughs) yeah yeah just like listen to every single thing and then make your own little way well thank you for being on the podcast you're welcome (laughs) this is so fun thank you so much for having me oh my first podcast how cute